Welcome to Speak Sex. I am your host, Eve Eurydice. I am a Greek uh, artist and writer of female sexuality from the island of Lesbos, where the lesbians come from. And uh, I started this podcast a while ago because I want to help everyone speak freely without guilt, without uh, self-consciousness, um, with, with awareness and wisdom about sex. So it's literally speak sex to each other, learn how to negotiate sex before, take uh, the verbal consent that we women have just gained for like the first time in written history and go with it, sisters so that you claim your sexuality for yourselves and you're no longer objects of the patriarchy. And that's why we're doing this. Um, so I'm always looking for new articulations of sexuality that will help us change our consciousness of what it is and not only unlearn what we learned in childhood, in church, you know, in school, but, but embrace our truth and embrace our physical uh, capacities which are pretty limitless <laughs> and um, also which just last as long as we're here and then poof. So thank you for listening. Thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer here at Jolt Radio. My guest today is um, one of the perfect people for the podcast. Her name is Carrie Altman and she's known as Vicarious. She's an erotic performance artist, a dancer, an entertainment producer, um, a sexual wellness advocate. She has a degree in natural health with a background in the healing arts, and she has spent many years as a professional dominatrix as well as sexual performer, and she found healing for herself from her work. So welcome to the podcast, Carrie. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> me too. And to meet you. Yeah. To connect with people that are like-minded. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having this. Yeah. This is amazing. This is this is a goal for myself as well. I'd love to be talking about this and having more conversations exactly. around sexuality. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, come back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll definitely come back. Yeah. One and I can introduce you to more people too. Exactly. Yeah. I would love that. Grow the community. Uh-huh. Ex- I would love that. And one of the things that I'm working on, I did it actually with my birthday March first. So I did it oh, with some of my birthday. girlfriends. Thank you. Did, I did it with some of my girlfriends and I love the energy of it. So I want to do it once a month is to bring a group of us, like-minded women, to answer questions. I get a lot of questions through like email, texts, messages on Facebook, sex questions. Yes, yes. So rather than just, you know, me drying and cut, right, everybody chip in and make it alive. And then it's starting a conversation Mm -hmm. because everyone has these questions. Mm -hmm. If one person is asking, so many other people have the same question. Right, and they're all like really women-based questions, you know, you know who's asking and (laughs) you know what they're after. (laughs) 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 You know, permission. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) They're after permission to speak you know, freely right. to go back to their partner and just, you know, say, well, this is legitimate. <laughs> what yeah. I want is legitimate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Give people power, so, put the power exactly. back. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, even physically, you know, for, through Instagram, which as much as we, you know, talk shit about <laughs> social media, yeah, it yeah. is amazing too. It's that so good we for get us. access to each other. Yeah. We find each other. How right? would I even know about exactly. you? Exactly. And like, I just, all I have to do, and this is, you know, 
the beauty of what you do is I have to look at you physically in yeah. those images and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I belong with that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's really wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this sense of like, tribe yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you can find each other that way and there's been so much connection for me like via social media you right. other people that like in the community mm-hmm. this community i wouldn't even have this yeah uh, who would i be talking to who would my audience be without exactly the influence of social media exactly really, honestly yeah it would be very hard to mm-hmm. get this information to out. find your people yeah yeah so okay so give me a little bit about your journey where you okay. began yeah <laughs> and okay i'm it's sure long. there is a transformation yeah right yeah so <laughs> mm-hmm. my journey is very interesting mm. i actually grew up in a southern baptist family oh my god i love it <laughs> already okay let's start <laughs> I love there it already religion is um can can teach you very a lot of beautiful things true but i think that a lot of religion has it wrong and um, they're not. Well, it's got sex wrong. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely got sex wrong. Mm-hmm. For sure. So basically my background was like I was taught uh, that sex was wrong, mm-hmm. that uh, my sexuality is wrong. Shame, shame, shame. Everything shame. Everything shame. Mm. Um, my, my very fr- I actually started like workshops based on one of my first feelings of shame as, a, as an adolescent. Wow. And it was in my church. Mm. And somehow, some way, like the the organization the pastor someone not the pastor but his staff it was a huge church i went to like one of these really mm. evangelistic big huge churches with cameras on sundays oh. and you know really big oh. so the staff uh called me a slut and this got around to me and it got around to my family because my family was involved in the church and there came this formal apology from my pastor to my family like mm. in a meeting at my home one night for this 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 shameful conversation that people were having about me and yeah. because of the way that I express myself in my clothing. Wow. Because I was always just very a very expressive child. I was very yeah. creative and you were like fashion conscious. Yeah. <laughs> like wanted to be really cool yeah, and like I went to church so I wanted to be really cool around my friends in church. Mm. So this was my first experience and kind of what led me here today eventually mm. i didn't know that was going to happen at any point along the road but um basically that that kind of set the tone for a lot of things in my life shame started after that and just kept so continued. it backfired because yeah. look at you now yeah. <laughs> you did yeah. not obey no <laughs> i did not you went I the opposite way definitely a rebel <laughs> yeah definitely a rebel it's beautiful oh thank you mm-hmm. yeah i'm really grateful i'm very grateful for where i am in my life and what I've overcome. There's been a lot of trauma to get me here. My journey started, I guess, like with that kind of shame in my family, but also like my mom was very, uh, my mom was also very open-minded, even though her parents and this this kind of like structure that I had as a child wasn't. You know, she was like a child of the 60s and I, and I heard lots of stories as I was growing up about her free freedom, freedom and how she find, found hers. So I could relate to my mother in certain ways. So it wasn't all bad. Uh, it was just, you're just, sho- sh- things are shoved down your throat that are just so unreal and unrealistic. And when you're trying to figure out your sexuality as, an, as a young person, and I was just very free, organically, you know? And I never really understood, like, my journey had me trying to figure out if I was straight or gay. Um, because I was just always very attracted to everyone. Mm. And, and I, I, I kept putting labels on myself. 
Mm-hmm. I came out of the closet like five times and went back in. <laughs> like, uh, meaning I would like, oh, I'm going right. to date a female, then I'm yeah. going to date a guy. Oh, uh-huh. I'm gay. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I am not a soup can. I exactly. don't need a label. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I've only so, been screaming that my whole life. You don't need a label, people. No. You don't need a label. Like, <laughs> it's very important to understand that you're a human being and your sexuality is just as fluid as your life. Exactly. And just as many times as you change career, your sexuality can change that much. Exactly. And it's an exploration and a journey that you're on with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's something that not I just, had to figure career. out. Not just career. Like, you know, we change your mind about politics. We change oh, your yeah, mind everything. about, like, what car we like, what music we like. What, what hair I want. Yeah. Do I want it long? Do yeah. I want it short? Do I want yeah. it black, blonde, right. white, red? I and don't know. Basically, that's the span of it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have, like, to take a stand for life. No. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's why there's so many divorces, right? Like, you don't really take a stand for life. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you are consistently changing and growing and evolving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. forever in your mm-hmm. entire life you're going to mm-hmm. be 50 different people hopefully exactly. because you're going to f- stretch yourself that far yeah you're going to find that many parts of yourself while mm-hmm. you're here mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and for me that's what i really discovered is that it's not this this yeah, end result it's right. a journey it's, yeah. it's a journey that i'm on with myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what like I'm really here to spread that message. I love that it. sexuality is just a journey. Mm-hmm. That everything is really okay within consent and yes. within the confines yes. of respect yes. and honor of each other. And if you find, just find your people, you know, find the people that you can relate to mm-hmm. and that make uh, your sexuality so normal because it is, mm-hmm. you know, and it took me a long time to really get there. You know, I had so much shame and so much guilt and I still have that like compass that wants to go back there, you know, that wants to like revert me back to this, this place I don't belong, this place of shame and guilt. You know, wow. because it's my, it's in my, you know, it's like when you're programmed yeah. as a no, child. It, yeah, yeah. It's in your DNA. Like you got a few generations exactly. of these hardcore yes. believers. Yes, exactly. So it's a constant like learning of myself and unlearning of myself and letting go and just getting more comfortable and stretching my edges and being okay with where I find myself. Yeah. You know? And just, yeah. you know, having partners that understand and, and, and surrounding myself with friends that understand and mm. people that respect the journey and can understand. And even, even if they don't understand it, can be open enough to like, wow, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's different. I've never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like that I can be so limitless in my sexuality. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my background a little bit, like I'll, I'll take you on a journey with my career. Okay. So I... um. I started in like one of my first jobs was like in makeup in a day spa and I started doing like skincare and wellness and I had a mentor mm-hmm. and she was very much a dynamic part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of showed me like this other part of um, like the spirituality without religion and this like this healing. Uh, it was like a day spa, but way more. You know, people came there for healing Mm -hmm. and she just was like, you're a healer. She would look at me all the time. She's like, I don't think you know this about yourself. She's like, but I want you to touch my clients. Mm. And she would teach me everything that she knew, like body work and energy work. And it's just something that I've been around since I was 15 years old. It was my very first job. And it took me into my first career of doing it. Like I went into skincare. I was really uh, gravitated towards that. And I wanted to go for like a really 
I didn't want to just go for a license. I went for a degree in natural health with a concentration in paramedical skincare so that I could work with, I could work anywhere in like running a day spa, mm -hmm. but also like work with plastic surgeons if I wanted to go more of the medical route. And I did both. Mm -hmm. I took that, I, I pushed that journey to all of its edges um, and I lost my passion for it. I, I love doing skincare, but I don't really love the beauty industry mm -hmm. because the beauty industry, um, a lot of parts of it are mm -hmm. teaching people that they're not good enough. Of course, yeah, they're part of the That's, shaming. Yeah, and yeah you, they and, are. Yeah, kind of like separating you from your hard-earned yeah. money so you can please the stereotypical male gaze. Exactly, and, and not, not even, even that, the but real it's changing male gaze. your own. It's like the stereotypical, it's like yeah. the male gaze that, you know, this you've the been told. dominant, exactly. The dominant that's not even hit. says, yeah, it's not like <laughs> this guy's gauge or no. Men and women love so many different flavors. Exactly. Everyone has a place in this world. Right. Someone is attracted to you and exactly what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. Uh, the beauty yeah. industry just made me, kind of made me nauseous. Yeah. And I, it made me really, I'm, um, I'm very empathic. Um, mm. I feel people's energy mm. and I was just, I couldn't stay in it. It was just right. something that I really had to get away from. All the self-mutilation without the consciousness yeah. of it. You know, without the ritual aspect. Yes. It's just being an object and right yeah I, I i i agree and you know it's something that i've thought about a lot yeah you know, of course in some cases like gender change you know it's yes totally yes different. yes exactly um but you know just to like put yourself through so much trauma yeah to look a little more i don't know even what normal is it's it? this like what is normal it's, it's a statistical this ideal term. of perfection i think it's this uh but there's no such thing i know it doesn't exist. Mm -mm. It's like right. this, uh, this prop, it's propaganda. Mm -hmm. It's just what we've been fed all of our lives of right. this perfect image that doesn't exist. It doesn't it's exist. No, and you it's are perfect. Right. What exists is that right. everything is perfect. Right. It's just like extremely greedy capitalism. Yeah, it is. That's all it is. You know, and their profit margins are bigger. <sighs> the if beauty they industry. Say beauty if people is a tiny sliver, into it. right? They must <sighs> narrow the ideal of, yes. of physical perfection, the more money they'll get us to spend to reach it because it's much more unlikely that we naturally we look like that. Exactly. So, you know, if it's like zero 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 point one percent of the population that they deem is attractive, then how much money do we have to spend to look whatever it is, you know, thinner, taller, whiter, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nordic, oh, and there's different things bones in, or and there's different in different cultures. Like when oh. I went to Japan and visited Japan, it's like that culture is completely obsessed oh, with exactly. bleaching your skin. Yes. And Which having I love. I <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all a little sick. <laughs> no, but like that's our decision. That's yes. so clearly this yes. our decision because yes, yes, we yes. were not raised like that at all. You know, I was For like sure. raised lying the fucking Sun yes, I know, I know, I know. And get you know me melanoma. Too. Same. <laughs> I was raised the same yeah. way. And look at me, I'm like yeah. transparent. Exactly. Or I try to it, be. It was not about being pale. So that's no. our thing, you know. Yes, I, it's totally I, a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. I got I like it my from skin. Like, yeah, the skin I, is so beautiful. I don't even know. I think it's like mental. For me, all of my aesthetic choices are like so mental. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I understand. And you maybe know, right? it, I, I think that also like it's a form of our expression. Mm -hmm. This is our outward expression, our creativity, mm -hmm. um, how we want the world to see us. Right. And we get to kind of choose that. Yeah. This aesthetic yeah. for exactly. ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really yeah. fun. Yeah. 
But like what what I mean by mental expression is as simple as I will read a book and I will have a crush on that character and then that character informs my aesthetic like for life. <laughs> you know, and I stand by that. Wow. Know? So that's so interesting. But, right. Tell me more. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so interested in your brain right now. Yeah. That's so, fascinating. My, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Um so but but in any case to go back to what you were saying you left the self-mutilation industry <laughs> yes 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 um uh-huh. I did and I still there's still parts of it that I love and and mm. like I loved my career and I loved what I was doing and and the help that I did bring to people was the aspect that I loved mm-hmm. um and I and I helped a lot of people with skin problems feel better about their self and to look better and to know how to take care of themselves and and you know nutritionally also like I I helped people with their skin through their their insides mm-hmm. and their outsides mm-hmm. you know getting them on the good skincare routines and getting them in in better eating habits and teaching them that like what they're putting into their body is affecting their outward organ their the skin Mm -hmm. is the largest organ in the body which also brings me to like how much i know about the body Mm -hmm. right so this career that i took in the beauty industry taught Mm -hmm. me so much about people Mm -hmm. how they how they are you know, like I'm private. You, I have clients every day that would come to me for eight hours. I would have eight clients and it would be one hour of one on one time with me and this person of this very intimate contact of me touching your face. It's so beautiful. It's such beautiful work and it's so intimate. And I found that I'm like, wow, this is this is really amazing. Like I would have clients drive to me for hours because I would be able to put them in the space. And I learned this about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which then translated later in my life when I quit my job in the mutilation industry, um, I actually began teaching aesthetics also. And I, and I ended my career kind of working with Kaiser career college and I was running the paramedical aesthetic division of that school. Mm -hmm. And I wrote their curriculum and helped them write their programming. And I really love teaching. Mm -hmm. So everything that I did in kind of my first career, now I'm doing again Mm -hmm. in my third third mm-hmm. career I mm-hmm. guess this is my third incarnation mm-hmm. um, my second career was uh, I quit my job in an email mm-hmm. to go live in an island and be a go-go dancer <laughs> what island I love it. Turks and Caicos <laughs> I worked with Nikki Beach oh, I was working dear. as a go-go dancer um, while I was teaching college mm. um, on the weekends I would come to Miami from West Palm Beach and I would stay with friends and I would work on the weekends and was living both of my passions, you know, like really getting this creative side of myself out in this like I've always been a dancer. I was a dancer as a child, very small, always in dance. So it's something that's like in my it's in my DNA. It's in my blood. It's my passion. It's what I'm doing all the time anyway. Hmm. So I needed to follow that first passion for a little while. Hmm. And it took me very far. I was a perf- I've performed all over the U.S. I have. I have performed in other countries. I performed when I went to Thailand. Um, I've performed in every island. It's crazy. I never saw it taking me that far, but it really did. When you follow your heart, mm-hmm. that's kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. Your heart is where you really should be driving the, the ship from. I agree. You know, your passion should mm-hmm. be driving every part of mm-hmm. your decision. And yeah. when your heart is in alignment, things just flow True. to you. Yeah, you have to do what gives you joy. Yeah, that's to it. To make money. That's it. Yep. That's it. Otherwise Everything else is pointless. Like, you're wasting your life. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like it's some it's prison. Uh, exactly. You yeah. Know, I mean, I suffering. think it's, I call it immoral, but it's like immoral it toward yourself. Towards right? torture. It's torture. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're setting yourself out for then what? Then maybe for we like can survival? get into BDSM, and maybe this person is very <laughs> sadistic with themselves. Exactly. You know, it's yeah, fine. People are like that with themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's all kinds of people, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I A left lot of like high performing people who are not in touch with their, with what they're doing. They just happen to become better and better at it and very highly paid. Yes. That's why they resort to like, you know, uh, m- mostly yeah. s- masochism or yes. a submissiveness, submission or service right. or whatever. Because they have no other way of letting go of course. that fucking power. Exactly. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's good. No, you know, I agree. At least they good. have a at place. Least they have a balance. They gotta have a place to put it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. so important to yeah. have outlets. You yeah. know, agreed. You hearing that, people? <laughs> find your outlets. Yes. yes. Explore them. Find all the wildest corners mm-hmm. of yourself. Mm-hmm. Push your edges and your limits. Mm-hmm. Find what like helps you to set yourself free. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you go go danced around the world, which is like a very fun image. I, I don't know much about go go dancers, but oh. it's a fun image. You oh. go go danced your way around. It's so I'm such a great <laughs> dancer, and I'm so, it's so much fun for me. And and I not just that, but like I worked very largely in the lesbian and gay community. Hmm. And that is what really changed things for me. Hmm. Um, I started working with Pandora Events. Shout out Pandora Events. Mm-hmm. They are one of the um, most popular and well-known lesbian event company in South Florida, and they Mm -hmm. are doing events everywhere. They Mm -hmm. even have a large event that they do um, in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I've danced for them there. It was really fun. Um, But it it just showed me such a different world. You know, I I was definitely gay for a while. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I still am very much fluid in my my Mm -hmm. sexuality, Mm -hmm. and I love everyone. but I think that uh, it kind of gave me a different vision of a different reality, you know? Like, I was working very predominantly with a gay community. Mm-hmm. And I felt myself finding myself, you know? And finding my people. And really, like, feeling more supported. And But also, like, I think that gay people also, a lot of gay people feel like they need to put themselves into a box. And I was around a lot of people that felt like they needed a label. And they weren't very open. And I was finding like it very difficult to kind of find people that I could be really just, I don't need a label. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I just, yeah. I want to be Carrie. Well, I mean, it's not like the people again, you know, it's just like the same thing as in church. I don't think it's the individual. No, no, no. It's right. like the authority, like the, uh, the right. system, you know? Right. And I think that with the, in the gay community, especially with the advent of AIDS, you know, when people oh, yeah. were like dying and they were there was discriminated. This, yeah, this straight line that, in yeah, the sand that they very. needed to, Yes. Suddenly, I mean, like everybody, I, I was super young then, but I already knew people who had been bi. Yes. P- kind of self-identified as bi. Now they're and, straight. And they turned either way. Straight, right, yeah. Either because gay they were like or straight. straight. Right. Because the straights wouldn't go with them. That makes the, so much sense. Gay, it was very hard to be bi. Yeah, no, because I haven't even bi, thought like, about this. Everybody thought the bi person, yeah. guy or girl, is going to kill you. Yeah. Because they've been with like yes. the infected, yes. right? That's so gay ter- partner. I, I was really so it, young. It's, yeah, but I do remember this. destroyed the bisexual community, you yes. know. And for a while, LGBT, there was like zero B. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because people were like paranoid. Yeah. And and for uh, for obvious you reasons, know, because and this then propaganda the feminists, that the, the the whatever is that the second wave? I think yeah, the second wave feminists, you know, were like totally. Um, I, again, I don't want to use the wrong word, but they were, let's say, looking down yeah. on, you know, gay women who would somehow engage with men, you know. So right. there was like direct men hatred and men blame. Yeah. Uh, as if like 
every single guy you meet, you know, at a coffee shop is the, the paragon of patriarchy, you know. Yeah. And they're not. Like, guys are as fucked by the system oh, as we everyone are. is. Right. And this is something, actually, that when I'm so teaching my workshops... So it very hard right. for women to be bi. So if, even if you were bi, it was very hard to do it in the open. Yeah. I mean, how weird is that? That you would have to hide... Like, you would have you to like hide both. that you're straight. Right. <laughs> to be accepted by your sisters. Yeah. And, and the same thing with with men. It makes you know, so much sense. Men. Yeah, and I think also like just because of the labels, the labeling, and how we're in such a labeling society that mm-hmm. you stick to this thing and you fight, you fought so hard to be gay, yeah, right? You, exactly. You, that to now, get that, even uh, if you wanted to like <laughs> experiment with a man or a woman, right. like you are gonna feel like mm, I can't. Nope. I'm gay. Yeah, you right? don't want to be a pariah. You yeah. don't want to have to... You don't even know the words. Speaking of speaking sex. Yeah. You don't know the right words to tell everybody so they'll accept you and be chill with it, right? You don't want right. to be judged. So right. we get back in those judgment places that you started with in church. Yes. After sure. all the fights and all, all the struggles yes. and, you know, to get your rights. So anyway, it's interesting. So... um you kind of like had your experience of being part in the lesbian community while you were dancing, which, right. by the way, I find, you know, m- almost all the strippers or go-go dancers that I have talked to have, have a story like this. Le- lesbian experiences. There's such or, a beautiful sister. There's such right. a beautiful sisterhood that happens when yeah. you're surrounded by all these women when you're dancing yeah. in community. Yeah. yeah. So mine wasn't really like that. I think... Uh, my curiosity started like I wasn't really I just didn't really have like a girlfriend, you know, like mm-hmm. quote unquote mm-hmm. um, until I like kind of like fall, fell into more of this lifestyle. But I was always kind of like in college. I had my first experience with a woman, you know, and I just was like, Shh, actually, yeah. no, screw that. That was high school, Carrie. Yeah. High school. Maybe. Yeah. No. Second grade. <laughs> second grade. I was pulling the girls underneath the slide and making out with them and like Aww. always super flirty and affectionate with everyone. Mm. And I think this is like this is something that I like that I like to tell people also that, you know, my sexuality is directly related to my innocence. Mm. Yes, this that's is beautiful. Yes. Everyone's. Exactly. Everyone's. Your everyone's. sexuality comes from mm-hmm. the first time you discover yourself. Mm-hmm. It's innocent. It's that's beautiful. Right. You can that's remember right. the stupid shit you did as a kid right. just to yes. find yourself and yes. you can laugh about it. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And if you don't judge yourself, if you don't internalize right. that presumed, you know, negative judgment, yes. you, you don't have to turn perv. Right. Because you just keep evolving. And, yes. you know, like you're saying, the fluidity prevents the extreme perversion. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing about about being so open and having these conversations and how we need to have more of them. It's so important because it does help that it helps you to right. just understand that it right. normalizes the conversation yeah exactly and it's so important because so if it you're is so attracted normal. to like let's say children the implication doesn't have to be this is what i'm going to be you know like a sick motherfucker until right. i die it no. doesn't no and also the same thing about rape you know a lot of rape i mean not the you know a lot of rape there are healthy ways that. to explore these perversions exactly exactly there are you just put and there are quotes <laughs> That's all you have to do is put it in quotes. Yes. You know, and and say, we're going to play act yes. the exact same thing. But once you put it in those quotes. And, and there's consent. And it's playing also. Exactly. exactly. And I think that this is something um, and why there is so much of this, you know, non-consensual activity going on, you know, and like this. Uh, 
invasion. People don't know where to get the consensual. They don't know. They just don't know. And they've been uh, all the shame and guilt has put them in a place where they think they can't Mm -hmm. explore some Mm -hmm. of these really Mm -hmm. weird things that they feel Mm -hmm. aroused by, Mm -hmm. which, guys, it's so normal to be aroused by weird things. Yeah, by it's everything, so whatever. It's ever, all the time. Yeah. I'm stressed out, I'm aroused. Mm-hmm. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I used to always be like, you know, why am I like masturbating so much more when I when get you're sick? sick? Yeah. It's so weird. It's like if I have a fever and there I'm at it. And it, <laughs> yeah. it like makes no sense. Because but you're calming yourself, you're ple- pleasuring yourself, you're you're making yourself feel better. I don't know, but like, when like what they say, you know, that w- if when a man gets hanged, the last thing that happens is she gets a heart An erection, on. yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just all part of how the body functions. Yes. Know? There is no way of like putting it in a little box. Box, no. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that uh, society has done to us too much, mm-hmm. you know, put us in these little tiny boxes mm-hmm. that we don't exist. And mm-hmm. we're we're so much bigger than those boxes. Right, right. exactly. We're so much more and, creative. You know, and we're genius thing, brains. I was thinking, um, you know, the whole Weinstein yes. type of sexual harassment, yes. you know, sexual abuse, date rape, you know, whether or not there is consent is is kind of like beside the point right the power the power is so unfair right um doesn't happen when you actually speak sex easily exactly because instead of like not talking about it and like sticking his hand places while he's talking business yeah you know that would make no sense to us if we had the language of sex that we just spoke. So we'd be like, "Wait, wait, are we entering sex space?" You would have that capacity to just freely and without even like without self consciousness say, "Oh, wait, wait, are we going like into sex play right now, or are we doing business?" But we can't as women because we don't know how to talk about it. Right, right. right we right. don't know how to go from like point zero. You know, I love this drink to. So what's your favorite fantasy or, you know, what, yes. how would you like to, you know, would you like to have sex with me right, right. now? Exactly. You can't do that. Right. Because we've been told so much that we're not allowed and we, mm-hmm. we're not sexual and mm-hmm. that that's slutty behavior <laughs> and yeah. that you're, we're totally, now, now we're just yeah. disrespecting you that you're a sexual being. Hello, yeah. excuse me. Are you listening? Um, I have the babies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how am I not a sexual being? Exactly. I, I was created to have, to have children. Right. Also, back to anatomy. To be sexed up. (laughs) Not back to anatomy. The Mm -hmm. clitoris Mm -hmm. is the only organ on a species that is only for one function. Mm -hmm. Pleasure. Mm -hmm. So I was legitimately put here on this planet to experience pleasure and to Mm -hmm. give birth. Mm -hmm. And that is of my ideas Mm -hmm. and of children. It's amazing. I know. And how, without how, it, there's no species. And there's nothing. Bye. So how are we not speaking sex? <laughs> exactly. We're just selling it. Yeah. Or using it to sell your products. That's right. <laughs> like your car. Yeah. Oh, totally. The, the gas for your car. Oh, my God. I can't or your dental think. insurance. <laughs> Everything from your the gas in your car to the your dental dent- insurance. <laughs> They're using sex to yeah, sell. Yeah. And the female body. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Everything. The female yeah. body is used just for that. Sell things, make on. money, make Why? money off of it. We're way more make worth money way of more desire. than desire. Make money of not the gratification of right. desire, right? Of basically forever delayed satisfaction, right? temptation, yes, but not gratification. Exactly, that's how they make the money. Yes, look, look, look. You can have it, but look, you can look. <laughs> yes, pay more money. You and can you're see. Never going to get it, right? You're never going to get it, Mm-mm. and that's terrible. 
Yeah, especially if you eat. <laughs> <laughs> like we are. Yeah, yeah. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think we got sidetracked from my story. I don't think I finished yes. telling you. But I went from traveling okay. the world as a dancer. Yeah. To, um, <laughs> well, I started, um, I guess, the dancing with... Um, gays and lesbians kind of led me to performing with a drag troupe mm-hmm. then I started like traveling all over the US and doing that mm-hmm. then I started being so exposed to people with identity like a uh, gender identity issue mm. and like not not identifying with their bodies and like really understanding this and I'm very I'm very empathic I I feel people mm-hmm. I know this is real people really struggle with this and, oh, yeah. and just having this beautiful exposure to to people that like have such a different uh, reality than me. Mm-hmm. I'm just struggling with my sexuality. I can't imagine struggling with like fitting in my the skin body and that. you're in. Ooh, yeah. All of that at the same time has got to be so difficult. And so then I started understanding I had there's now there's so much gay visibility for me and there's so much trans visibility that I have in my DNA, you know, and in my understanding. And then I I I start doing I start doing more performance art, less dancing. Then I start finding this other part of myself and I'm starting to do like a lot of performance art. And it's just organically, it's all erotic. Mm-hmm. All of my performance art is that. Mm. And I just found my, my, my sexual expression through that. And I've always been like, you know, again, very exploratory in my sexuality. So I've always been dabbling in just weird shit. You know? <laughs> like, I want to go to that fetish yeah. party. Yeah. And I want to go to that kink party. Uh-huh. And I want to learn everything. Yeah. I want to read all the books. Yeah, I'm the I same way. Right. I'm like, how does it? this tool work? Yeah. I mean, it's like you, you can try see it all. A toy and not know what it does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and how it feels on like, you, like using it or having used on you. All of it. Right. Well, for me, mm-hmm. because of some of the trauma, I, I explored my sexuality more for the dom, through the dom perspective. The dom. Mm. And I didn't really like explore the submissive side of myself mm. until recently. And that was a whole new <laughs> world. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I had no idea. Yeah. We're just gonna like say this on radio to all of my fans that are listening. <laughs> hey, it's, it's good the to secret, be secret. It's the secret that you'll you're about to find out that I'm really actually incredibly submissive. <laughs> and I love that side of myself. Mm. And I found myself really there. Um yeah. because exploring from one side for me, being a dom was all about control. Mm-hmm. And the, the control comes from the trauma. Mm. And needing to be in control, mm-hmm. not allowing myself to actually be in my mm-hmm. own pleasure, mm-hmm. and finding that part of myself was uh, yeah. a whole new world. Um, yeah. Once you find that trust, it's yeah. just you know consciousness transforming. Yes, but you it gotta is. find that place of trust. Well, that's what's hard, you know. And that like is who you can trust to like hold stillness long enough, right, to go through the catharsis. And it is and, amazing. You know, Catharsis a, is amazing. For a top, people. it's hard to trust, you know, anyone. Oh, mm-hmm. it was probably the hardest feat of my entire existence. <laughs> and yeah. I still haven't, like, I, I explored that part of myself at one point, but then there was trauma with mm-hmm. my dom. Mm. So it just scarred me further. <laughs> I am submissive and I do have trustful people, but I still have not been put in that place since. Mm. Which is a beautiful place to be. Yeah, it is a beautiful. It's place so beautiful. Be. It's it's mm-hmm. it's meditation. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It is elevated consciousness. Mm-hmm. I it agree. It is elevation of consciousness. Mm-hmm. It is the 
Mm -hmm. um, it, there is a way to, through pain to and and breath and mm -hmm. uh, to put yourself in a high in an elevated state of consciousness. And Agreed. that is yeah. absolutely yeah. what being in subspace and mm -hmm. catharsis is. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's, like it's spiritual. completely le le it's, leaving it's, your mind. It's religious without the bullshit. Yes. Like if you take the hierarchy, yes. you know, if you take the rules that would make that were made later, but by the guys in charge, so like they could keep all the money and right. the property, exactly, right, and, and the power and the sex yeah. themselves. Like the Vatican has the biggest erotic art collection in the world, and it's not open to the public. Has not been for thousands of years. They get to go in there <laughs> and do whatever they do, and look at it. But like. They collected everything to keep it away from the, you know, from the people. So, so but that's just sad. like an example, right? So if you take all that bullshit that yeah. they fed us, but they didn't practice, then it's religion. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. True. Mm -hmm. Incredibly true. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, obviously you have a lot of experience there. <laughs> I'm like having this conversation <laughs> like it's normal. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. This is great. We it's need to normal. have coffee. Let's go to dinner. I love this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's I so th nice I to find tribe. <laughs> yeah. That I can just like this is a normal conversation <laughs> that I'm having. <laughs> um so yeah, so through all of this all of this self exploration I found myself like this is really my calling. This is my calling. The this is my purpose. Mm. Everything up until this point makes sense. Prepared you. Oh, it, it like nothing ever made sense until now. Now I'm like, holy shit. Mm. Guys, all the suffering, all the struggling, all of it makes sense. Mm -hmm. There comes a point in your life where it just matters. Mm -hmm. Where you just get it. It's like, oh my God, it was so weird. It was so weird for so long. Still am. <laughs> but there's a reason. Mm -hmm. Now everybody's coming to me like, oh my God, what do I do with all of this? And now I know what to tell them. I have so much experience. I, I know what to give you, you know? Like, I, I know how to help you in certain realms, and, and I know how to help you push your yourself. I know how to help you to be more comfortable in yourself, in your sexuality. Right. I can help you there, and that's mm -hmm. so beautiful, like, mm -hmm. to find where, like, all of this trauma and this guilt and the shame and all this work and all this therapy and... Oh, God, all I of the hate th the fucking psychotherapy. May I just take a moment? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I, I actually, well, I think that I, th I think that's another. I part went of to the a patriarchy. lot of. I think <laughs> I, I went to a lot of therapy to find the right therapy. Uh huh. You know, okay. and I found there are beautiful therapists out there that are more spiritually oh, gifted sure, and guided. Sure. And yes, yes, my yes, therapist. Um, I just said psychotherapy, had, so I mean, like right? The yeah, very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my therapist is like amazing, mm. and she's from New York and did this uh, art erotica. Had this whole like ongoing like art erotic show in new york and still does it and is amazing that's, that's my therapist yeah you know yeah and she's like that's that's what you need to find mm -hmm. and there are sex therapists out there that want to help you explore your sexuality exactly there is some really amazing oh, yeah. therapy oh, out there yeah. but there is a i lot know of amazing there therapy. is some really terrible what, yeah. psychotherapy yeah out there no i a lot that treats of you like a alternative therapy is amazing yes you know Hypnotherapy, I mean, all kinds of like basically what I call more sacred therapy. Same. That's the kind of therapy right. I've done. Yeah. I yeah. went to psychotherapy. Um, and I, I went to I, psychotherapy too. And they just, yeah, you know, wrote it's pills. about the book. They, they, they just gave me pills, pills like on the first visit. Everyone I ever went to 
And they were like, you have to go on this right away. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> I'm not medicating my beautiful no, mind. Oh, no. So, I like, you know, it's like how they kept women on Valium forever. And oh, then yeah. it's like Xanax or it's whatever. It doesn't matter the name of the drug. It's like, you know, just like it's numbing narcotize. You. Yeah, narcotize well, the bitch. So she shuts we up. We are, you know, in our in our truest nature, we are wild. We are wild. We are wild women. <laughs> the book Women Who Run, Run With The Wolves. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, we are wild oh, man. in our I nature. I haven't read that in like <gasps> right, forever. Read it. read it again. We should read it again. Yeah, if you women okay. haven't read it out there, please read the book. Yeah. Women mm-hmm. who run with the wolves. I just mm-hmm. did an art project, a collaborative with two mm-hmm. other artists based mm-hmm. on that. Mm. That um, you know, when we are our truest self, when we are in our wildest nature, when we answer the calling of our innate self, you know what is good for you. Mm-hmm. you know what you want but you have to tap into yourself to find that right you have to listen to yourself mm-hmm. and shut out the noise all this noise that you've been told forever and you're right. keep, that people keep telling yeah. you listen and to our this wild noise. nature yeah our <laughs> wild nature is who we were before all that bullshit before yes. all those like lessons that just limit us and shrink no, us and that's, down and that's like our, so, our true nation like right. attaches us to that intuition mm-hmm. the, and women, the wisdom the wisdom, the wisdom of, of like the ancestry, ancient yes yeah. taps you into that knowledge mm-hmm. and that power and i think for me that's it Tapping into my sacred sexuality is that for me. Right, nice. My wildest, truest nature. Mm-hmm. The place of myself that knows better, even though I've been told differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this space is beautiful and I'm going to keep exploring it. That's lovely. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. grateful. Yeah. I'm thankful. I don't know how I managed <laughs> to get out of there. By being but really, so disobedient is how. <laughs> it, it's true. I was just a bad kid. Not really, though. I actually really was kid, so good. But like, I was so yeah, good. The lessons didn't take. No, I was so <laughs> like I you. wanted to be so obedient for my <laughs> parents and I really mm. was and I was so good until like I was like I didn't I really didn't lose my virginity until I was way 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 older. Um I really wanted to wait until I was married because I wanted to have this respect in the mm-hmm. relationship. I mm-hmm. still believe in respect in relationships well, of course, and, yeah. because it's about consent. Yeah. Um and then I got into this whole there was a lot of disrespect, a lot of, you know, me too. We don't mm-hmm. have to go there. I don't need to go there. But me too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of trauma too. and a me lot too. of experiences for me that were really right. disrespectful. I did mm-hmm. not know how to say no. Me too. I had to go to therapy to learn how. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't. I was such yeah. a yes girl. And I yeah. would just, I thought it was what I was supposed mm-hmm. to be doing, mm-hmm. which is so strange. Because they separate us from our body. Yes. It's that whole split, right? Yes. That the church does between yes. your sense of self, your yes. soul. Yes. And your, your body, body, your trashy body. So the body, which they use to like advertise everything, yes. is not who you truly are in your yeah, higher self. Right. So, yeah, you're thinking like, okay, so this worthless body, you know, maybe if I like, like give it away, it will fix the situation but without conflict and I'll, and I'll move on. And you don't even understand that's like, this is you. Yours. That's all you are you. is this body, inside yeah. this body, right? Yes. But they, they make us like disregard it, disrespect it, devalue it. Yes. So that's also why we can't say no. Virginity. That's why we can't say no. Yeah. But also we're giving away virginity. This is what we're teaching our youth. This is what we talk about, s- what sex is. Mm-hmm. You're losing Losing. Something. I know. 
<laughs> what am I losing? I know. When I discovered my sexuality, mm-hmm. I gained so much knowledge mm-hmm. of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to be teaching everyone and our children. Mm-hmm. That the relationship of sexuality is a relationship that you have with yourself, with your body. And it mm-hmm. is something that you share with other people and that's with right. other bodies. Right. It's a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. When, when I started yeah. discovering that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> how come... Nobody taught me that. Mm-hmm. But this is something I already knew. I was mm-hmm. like very much masturbating at a very young age and mm-hmm. and like knew all of this self-discovery because it was just mm-hmm. with me, right? Mm-hmm. Like it could be private. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to tell anybody, mm-hmm. but I was always this person. Yeah, me You know, too. like really yeah. exploring with and my friends, my girlfriends. And luckily I didn't ever like bleed. So I didn't tell the first guy I slept with that he was the first. I acted like I knew everything because I still I didn't want to give any power away. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> nothing showed. Us. I don't know what happened. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it to God. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I, I didn't even wear tampons. I don't know what, but it was wonderful. Yeah. Horse, so running, I didn't have to have that up. experience of like, you know, I lost something to a man, which is just, you know it's bullshit like it could be your period it could be anything yeah Yeah? exactly Mm -hmm. we should not make a big thing out of it so thankful so thankful that we're in this time yeah you want me to tell you about some toys i want you to tell us well yeah i want you to tell us about dominating so dominating is part of your professional work yes yes Mm -hmm. so i i do less of this now i've kind of transitioned more into doing more uh more uh of the healing work but i Mm. still do i think it's the same Mm -hmm. i found my healing in this work Mm-hmm. I found my healing in these spaces. Um, I pushed my pushed the envelope and allowed people that I trusted to kind of break me in places where I felt abuse before, right? right like right, maybe right, I was right. abused, right? And when you have this abuse, then there's this like trigger to your brain that it's uh-huh. like bad, it's terrible, uh-huh. it's awful, right? And it's like trauma. Yeah, you when hold the trauma abused, in that part of your body right, as you well do. as the brain absolutely your brain mm-hmm. and there's like triggers there and then there's also mm-hmm. you hold this, this mm-hmm. trauma in your body in the body part so when you're when you are you know experiencing consensual mm-hmm. like painful pleasure mm-hmm. and you're putting yourself in this place where you're like okay well i know i'm not really going to get hurt and then there's this aftercare afterwards and it's like you're reprogramming your exactly. brain your and your pathways. body yeah it changes your neural pathways mm-hmm. to now understand that, like, the beating the isn't same necessarily. Right. Yeah, I'm getting beaten, but now there's all this love mm-hmm. and this joy, and it's just sensations that I'm experiencing mm-hmm. in the body, and it's um, uh, endorphins rushing and yeah. all these hormones rising, and my pain triggers are coming in, and now they're healing the body, and there's so many things happening, and now there's all this love afterwards, right? Instead of exactly. this other thing, so right, exactly. It, you turn it around, and you that's do. what you have to do with most of the things that hurt you as a child, you know. Absolutely, because also our brain, when we're like two or five you. years old or eight years old, doesn't know much, right? No. It has very narrow references, reference points, and its only job is to protect us from pain. So if it registers anything as pain, it will avoid it and it will run from it. But it could very likely be also wrong. Yeah, like for our, sure. Right? Yeah. So all of that has to be somehow revisited by consciousness. Yeah. By, you know, experiencing it again in conscious space, in safe space, in yeah, play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in quotes, like we were saying. Yeah. Yeah. So you you did the work. Um, You had clients. And yeah. through that. Through that, I just found. You f- 
found your own healing. Yeah, but and so then many became other, a healer. Yes, everybody that comes in, it's like they think they're just coming to get this joyful experience, mm. right? But I, I, I've learned so much about about this kind of work, fetish work, sex workers, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. how maternal we are as women, right. how these That's men right, yeah. need the these people. Mm -hmm. Sex workers are really important. That's you know, it, it's crazy. Their work yeah. is really beautiful. I and know, a lot of countries like is this they like the only civilized Western civilized country <gasps> that makes it illegal? Ridiculous. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> it's crazy. It's the oldest profession in the book, I know, people. I know. Wake in, up. In my I mean in my country they have unions. It's happening anyway. Yes. And it's so much healthier because yeah, also they get this. like checked up regularly. We're they pushing have their for this. rights. If someone is abusive, they go to the union. Yes. Right? Um, they pay in New York, dues? it's way more like you know progressive, and like there's mm. like there's a lot of like people pushing for these like rights for sex workers, and there are organizations that are helping helping right. um, in these bigger cities. Mm -hmm. uh, Miami is really conservative. Yeah, we live in a very conservative city. There's such an influx oh, of yeah. Latin culture here, yeah. and there's so much repression here mm -hmm. still, even though we're like this tourist track attraction mm -hmm. that is like ble beaming about sex, mm -hmm. and we have one of the highest HIV rates. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., which is mm -hmm. insane, mm -hmm. but we still are super repressed as a as a as a culture here. True. So it's true. It's been a it's been it's like a macho culture. It <laughs> is a macho. That's a good mm -hmm. way to put it. It is a mm -hmm. macho culture. I would agree with that mm -hmm. mentality, like mm -hmm. the bikini babes. And yeah. Like macho, yeah. Like yeah. And it's not muscle. just the Latins. It's uh, yeah. you know, what happens Machismo. is a lot of immigrant, you know, uh, cultures and communities are you know more. More, more isolated, right? More conservative, and so and they not have that those wrong with gender that, tropes, it, right? Yeah, much stronger. So, like, it, whether it's like the the Russian and other ex-Soviet communities, or whether it's like the Jewish communities, especially the religious ones, or you know, we have a lot of immigrant cultures that are highly represented in different areas. You right. know, the Haitian community, yeah. Or, but they are definitely all of them conservative, and they gotta. You know, exactly. We're working with it. We're, we're working. We're doing <laughs> our way we can. through them. We're doing what we can. <laughs> but it's like a lot of hard work. It is a lot of hard work, but it's like <laughs> I finally can see the light. I'm not like shoved in the the dungeon or the basement anymore. <laughs> know. You know, talking we're about like the sexual stuff. molds, yeah, and we're yes. like opening oh, our way. Okay. We're opening the tunnels. Where can I find the pathway here? <laughs> yeah. Um, I read this quote the other day that was really good. It was something about um healers are not like they weren't like birthed from light to like you know show you this that no they we come from this dark mm. trauma mm. you know to be healers to show mm -hmm. you the light we come from our own experience of finding the light and like searching for the yeah. healing yeah out um, from of, coming the, out, out of, of shadow the darkness into light into yeah. light yeah right exactly. and that's what you know that's what this this is this, is this is what like bringing this uh the sexual sex positive awareness is mm -hmm. it's healing work yeah it is the work that so is how so do necessary you do the awareness how, how do okay you practically so, me mm -hmm. um uh, this is pretty much uh, other than like erotic performance art this is pretty much my full-time job mm -hmm. with doing this i have i push myself that way okay. i kind of push myself in a way where this is what i'm doing good and That's I'm wonderful. going to make it happen. Okay. I'm going to make it work mm -hmm. because I believe in this work so much. Mm -hmm. I believe that it is that important. So, it is. Yeah. So I teach workshops. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm teaching one a month. Um, the next workshop I'm having is going to be next week. It's oh, nice. Wednesday the 20th mm -hmm. and it's all about pleasure. Mm -hmm. I usually where do, is, where do, you I do these in people's homes. I try to like have a friend's home a that has a really space. nice home mm -hmm. if they have like a big, pr because I like mm -hmm. creating community, mm -hmm. uh, opening like a private uh, intimate space mm -hmm. to have these conversations in a living room that's like, mm -hmm. but also like what's really 
in a space that's like sexy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like getting mm-hmm. nice homes in Miami mm-hmm. on the water. You know, we're having yeah, this experience. Yeah, we have so many. We have nice so homes. many nice homes yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, like uh, having a beautiful home, we have these. Uh, we have cocktails, loosen up a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have. Um, it's gonna be a topic every month, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it on a Wednesday, and I'm calling it the Hump Day Soiree. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so we're having a little a little get together for an mm-hmm. hour of mingling before, and then we start the. T- we it starts at seven, but. We usually start the conversation around eight, gets people a chance to get there because Miami, we're always never on time. We're on Cuban time here. So we usually start everything at eight. Um, And then between eight and 10 o'clock, it's the discussion and maybe a demo. I I, last one we did um, sensual domination 101. And that's kind of like more my forte. I am a sensual uh, dominant dominate dominant like mm-hmm. i am very sensual in my pursuits mm. i can get a little bit more aggressive if the moment calls for needed. it <laughs> yeah. if yeah. you're being a very if they bad, beg. bad girl or boy <laughs> yeah um but other than that I, I tend to keep it really sensual i like mm. tapping into my sensuality to mm. kind of like bring you pleasure mm-hmm. so that's what i taught i taught the workshop on that the last one so, so we did how a demonstration. do people find your workshops your okay. wednesday class so mostly um instagram if you mm-hmm. want to find me on instagram Sweet. Okay. instagram facebook i have my own facebook yeah. page yeah. everything is vicarious i have my yeah. own website yeah, we'll link on our yeah so it's vicarious.com vicarious yeah. facebook yeah all of that yeah so it's very easy to find me okay Sweet. um the workshops are really fun it's mm-hmm. starting more community more conversations about mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. teaching you something new mm-hmm. so this one's on pleasure and right. it's going to be about self-pleasure partnered pleasure or just how to bring more pleasure and how to allow more pleasure into your life nice sweet so and also domination i do right. i do um i do take privates um i do sessions right, i assume yeah i do, I do <laughs> yeah. sessions i do i also do um kink tantra sessions mm-hmm. so this is more blending my bdsm and kink with more healing work and energy work to kind of like bring you relaxation, bring you pleasure, but also hopefully open you up more. Yeah, I love kink tantra. Love it. And I must say that there is such a misconception about tantra in the general population. Yes. You know, I mean, originally no one knew about tantra and the few like, uh, you know, yogis and you know esoteric (laughs) students who knew about it like had you know master chia books i mean they understood how complicated it is and you know how much self-mastery is involved and basically that you never attain it as a westerner (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) because you need like a lifetime with a master of practice exactly Uh, but they understood you know they and and practicing it that type of tantra you know was like hard work much harder than yoga as we know it yes for sure but then you know as as with everything in in america you know once it enters some american awareness you know then it becomes uh, money making and co-opted and so now everybody does tantra and it doesn't matter if they just like touch your nose (laughs) if they say it's a tantric touch (laughs) right it goes (laughs) you know and like i don't know they'll do a little like a you know madonna inspired chant <laughs> right so i just want to say you know that's not tantra no tantra is like really uh you know self-control through breath yes through holding space yes which you learn in bdsm yes good practice right so tant- kinky trunk tantra to me makes a lot of sense because the king helps you yes get to the tantra exactly mm-hmm. it helps you to like hold breath space awareness um also like you know with with the kink part like how to shut up mm-hmm. how how to exactly. stop different senses stop your mind yeah, stop like your, your hearing sense, 
the distractions, off one sense, right? Turning on the other one, mm-hmm. learning how to focus energy mm-hmm. into body parts, right? Into certain senses. Mm-hmm. It's really great work. Yes, it is. I agree. So um, we have like a couple of minutes left. Okay. I want to go through the tools that or toys. I for the life of brought. me right now, my I brain love. Is, uh, my I love this little pouch. Oh, there this is, like is cute. Everything's a just tiny cute little pouch black. that fits everything. Right, so I want to talk about these first. So okay. these are just clothespins, but Close they're black. Pins. Yeah, and matte. So, yeah, and, and matte, hot. black, and sexy. <laughs> yes. Um, but basically, these can be mm-hmm. used. Um, uh, people use these as nipple clamps. Mm-hmm. You can use these on labia. You mm-hmm. can use these on scrotum, mm-hmm. on anything, really any mm-hmm. body part. Um, but basically, what I really like using is just really creating it on any part of the body, maybe like a sensitive part like uh, the calf, knees, thighs your chest mm-hmm. um and creating kind of like this line can i just use your arm yeah i'm the gonna top just or let me this just, is a yeah, little this softer right so you're just gonna create this like little line mm. uh, of them on the skin mm. and what it does is now we've created like this little connection and like not maybe not necessarily your wrist is not erotic but if you're like experiencing pleasure and pain play and you're kind of like blindfolded in a space and i put these all over your body and then i'm just using this little whip mm-hmm. to kind of like smack them off of you mm. it's creating this like pleasurable pinching sensation mm. right yes it's so nice yeah it is it's so such nice. a nice sensation and this is just mm-hmm. again this is a sexuality so this you is brought just us the clothes pins but sexy ones <laughs> yeah and yes. you brought a, a whip that is, a whip, is very portable kind of and lightweight very lightweight. is that rubber it's rubber mm, so it hurts rubber. it's a very stingy one <laughs> yeah so i brought one that has more control so this is my favorite this is my tool if anyone that, that really knows me knows that switch. you're gonna get fucked uh, uh, up uh, with this that, yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is called a riding crop riding crop yes yes um, yes I, mm-hmm. it's the I've real had thing. Like Fifty million in my lifetime. I need to be sponsored by a riding crop company. Anybody you out there do. listening? You do. I'm letting you know that I break these things like crazy. <laughs> we People have to like find the dental. The, the, I was gonna say, why did they say dental dam? Oh. Huh? Huh? Hmm. Anyway, riding crop. <laughs> we have to find the riding. <laughs> the biggest crop. riding crop maker. <laughs> yeah, they can like yeah. support the vicarious then, right, use of exactly. this toy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, a lot of my. Uh, I, you mm. can be really controlled with this one. Mm, yes. So um, this is more like controllable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go very hard with this. You can go really soft with this. Mm-hmm. You can. Pl- this is why I like it. Yeah. Because what you just so did in the palm, by the way, is uh, how we were disciplined in elementary oh, school. Oh, with the ruler. Mm-hmm. And this can also be playful. Mm-hmm. You can bring back again. All of you that. You can make your, your... You can like take charge of those memories. Yes, yeah. for sure. You can keep mm-hmm. them... Um, special more special to you now mm-hmm. and like change those pathways when i was like a clear i mean when i identified as a dom i used to think that's why i became smart because i was the only kid in the class who never got the ruler <laughs> and then i thought oh it's because i just had such authority issues i would not let that teacher like ever <laughs> get the power on you me so no matter how much obedient. i had to study <laughs> so you were so right. obedient. i knew every answer <laughs> It, but it worked only on me because, like, I would not be ruled. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And it was interesting that the boys, one after the other, the boys would go and put out the hand and get just, like, whacked. <laughs> oh. You know, I, I didn't know if they, like, wanted to show that it didn't they really were, hurt. Yeah, exactly. They hurt. They yeah, were, like, they were red. Like, I mean, yeah, you they were could being, see it hurt. <laughs> they were being, like, they wanted to be, like, tough in front yeah, of you, showing yeah, off. Yeah. Um, and then so also riding I crop, br- little whip, clothes pins. 
And then there you is know a what, little guys? instrument roller, Camp, skin crawling roller. I can't remember the name. It's eluding. Okay, evading it looks my brain. like a little bit like what cats do. Something wheel. But it it it's anyone a little wheel. Anyone in Beta Seven Kink is gonna <laughs> is gonna spank me for not knowing the name of this. Right. It's a really la- nice wheel. It's used that in wakes doctors' offices. Skin. This is mm. a medical device. Oh. It is used in doctors' offices underneath mm-hmm. your feet oh. for to test your reflexes mm. so people in the in the land mm-hmm. help me out <laughs> the wheel in a second They'll i'll, be texting I'll you. give myself 50 <laughs> lashes later for not knowing this um but this is amazing and you can puncture yeah. skin with this so you have to be very careful right. or if you are doing blood play this is a good toy to use for yeah. that i love i love it because it wakes you up <gasps> at the level like the cellular level basically so it's really nice it helps you discover What's happening I use in this body. in my kink tantra sessions, and mm. I've heard from some of my uh, my clients they mm-hmm. really like it yeah. because it's like you're almost putting me in that very uncomfortable place, and then you're so soothing mm-hmm. to me. Also, right, it's like yeah. again like these triggers that you're so mm-hmm. it's taking them and changing them a little. Right, you're exactly. Like, oh, I didn't know if right. I was going to be able to handle it's a that. It's sensory and roller coaster. It is. Yeah. Um, okay. And then this one, I so think. So this is like the Mary Poppins bag, bag. of BDSM because things keep coming out. And it's and a it's tiny so little pouch. Tiny. It's like your little pencil pouch <laughs> I know, from high I know. school. It looks like it only fits an iPhone, but it fits like every <laughs> every toy. <laughs> it's my Mary Poppins yeah. bag of kink. That's how you travel. <laughs> so this is uh, how like you a go to the ladies' room. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'll be right back. Yeah. I just got to get something Have out a of my bag. session. <laughs> you like something out of here <laughs> maybe okay this is like a, a claw this one um, yeah i love I, the look of that uh, this looks kind of like a like mm, like a, a ring yeah you wear it on your finger you wear it on your finger but it's uh looks like a middle like a knuckle ring but mm. then it's got two cl- spikes coming out of it mm-hmm. so this again you can use for blood play and it does puncture skin but mm. you can also just use it to cause sensation mm-hmm. and be really gentle mm-hmm. but then these when you're when someone's like being played with this they, they, they mm-hmm. don't know what you have on them they're like are you is that a knife mm. then their brain is going everywhere yeah that's like, nice if they're blindfolded it's yes really yes yes nice. yeah or if it's dark or in, in the, the back room, yeah. Or, yeah or it's right they don't yeah. know what you're using they mm-hmm. haven't seen the tool mm-hmm. it's really fun yeah <laughs> like, oh. yeah that's oh, really it's nice. So nice the mind games are really nice and, and then this one Wow. This actually had won a contest I love on Instagram. The size on the, of these uh, to- this is not a kink Same. toy. This is by Lilo, the company. Mm-hmm. This is a partner toy. Mm-hmm. And it's a vibrator. Mm-hmm. But this I really like. The, I like these partner wow. toys that they're coming out with. So this is actually an intervaginal part. Uh-huh. This would go inside of you and this would clip on top of the pubic, the female pubic mound. Uh-huh. So then the man can still penetrate or you can use toys underneath oh, this. So it can be a personal toy that you can use several different ways. Uh-huh. A partner toy that you uh-huh. can use several different ways. Yeah. And a lot of the toy companies are doing this now. And They're it's making gorgeous. really it's trans. It's black and matte and it has a little touch of bronze. This is the Amber Rose Lilo Ooh. something something. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Hold on, I think I have the label. Yeah, there must be a name. I was going <laughs> to. What is your name? It's lovely. And what is that? And the, what is that? What is that? Jo? So this part, the, the palm part, there's uh-huh. like a little handheld control, remote mm. control. Uh-huh. And this can actually be used on you. It vibrates. So the remote control you can use on yourself if you're using this on someone. Wow. So you can use this that way. But also, I think this one has an app where you can like download the app and you can. Um, what is this called? I don't know the name it of this. It should be there. 
I love it. I love it. It's so beautiful and minimalistic. And well, you can go on their website and find yeah. it though. It's yeah. an amber L-E-L-O. rose. L E L O. Yeah, Lilo. And, and it's, it's there's um, the amber rose edition of this toy. Gorgeously designed. Um, it's similar to there's another toy company that makes something similar called M- the Wee Vibe. So it's similar See to the weight yeah. of the thing. Yeah, it's very lightweight. It's very lightweight. Yeah, and just pretty. It's pretty, and you can definitely keep that in your little bag. In your oh, yeah, and like this can go on the airplane. Tiny you. black purse. Yeah. Yeah, I should have <laughs> worn. There's another necklace that I wear yeah. often that is a vibrator. Oh, and nice. it is TSA approved, and I'll just go ahead and shout them out. They're um, a toy company called. Um, Vesper. No, mm-hmm. this is called Crave. Mm-hmm. Um, the company oh, yeah, is Crave, Crave yeah. and the the product, the necklace is called the Vesper. Mm. And it's TSA approved. You can wear this in the airport, going through security. It, it's sleek. It looks beautiful. And it is literally my favorite vibrator. Wow, of course. I, it's like the one that I have all, all, yes. all the time. It's so Sounds strong great. and so powerful. And mm. you recharge it like super easy with USB. Yeah. And it's super portable. And nice. you're not messing with batteries like in other ones yeah and and like giant silicone uh, penises <laughs> yeah these are like yeah. way more compact and easier yeah. to travel with yeah and harder to identify yeah <laughs> like Nobody's when you see these yeah. on the aeroplane you know you could take it for pretty much anything that can be just a handheld massager yeah. literally yeah. it is yeah this uh is a, is a vibrating massage yeah, you, you can, can also do it on the neck yeah right in the airplane yeah so you can Sweet. really take this on the plane yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, awesome. that's wonderful. Thank you. I think that was like really useful advice. So thank yeah. you for bringing that. Yeah, you're and welcome. Doing a little hands-on. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> a little hands-on, but you can't see yeah. it. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they can see it on Facebook. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I wish, I mean, you have to come back. Cause I do. You know, yeah. you can see now that we could just keep going. <laughs> For like 77 hours, we could talk about sex. Yeah. yeah. And all of the joy that so, we get out of it and mm. talking about it and how much more uh, amazing it needs to uh, yeah. be in conversations. Yeah. yeah, you'll come back. And I may just come to one of your sessions and would do, love a, that. You know, do a podcast. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I would that love would that. Nice. That would be yeah. really fun. Mm-hmm. Let's do that for sure. Yeah, I would love that. Too. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really please, appreciate uh, it. check out Vicarious every, on all social media. Yes. And thank you for listening. Thank you for trusting me as your sex whisperer here on Gerald Radio. I'll be back very soon. And uh, if you don't hear the next hour, just speak sex. Ciao.
Design the beat.